We're talking Hall of Fame on today's Peacock and Williamson. What current NFL players are locks to get into the Hall? And what players are on maybe a track to Canton but might need a little more on their resume? Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day appreciate all of the everydayers out there you can be one just subscribe up on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and matt uh there's a lot of great folks out there doing a lot of great work and uh mm-hmm. it's kind of list season right now in the nfl off season as we get ready for training camps and we've got our own lists coming up a future episode we're going to look at teams that we think will overachieve versus expectation underachieve versus expectation tons of other stuff happening before the season starts here as we come at you every day on the Locked On Podcast Network, but uh, an interesting article from the 33rd team, Matt, that uh, talks about current Hall of Famers and um, some we agree with and, and maybe some we don't. Yeah, and they do very good work over at the uh, the 33rd team. Uh, a lot of former coaches and players and those guys contributing, and they put a lot of content out. And whether we agree or not, I just thought it would be fun to go through their list you know, do we agree or are there some names that are missing or there are some names that a year or two from now could be close to a lock or really on the path and just a fun conversation for the middle of July. And I hope everyone had a great fourth. And maybe even there are some players that are that are kind of bubble players that are close. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2023 is the year where they solidify themselves as a, a lock to to become a, a football hall of famer. So let's yeah, yep. start with where they start. Let's start with this though, just okay. in case you guys are new listening. And I know we need more new listeners spread the word. My man BP is dust. Just doesn't give away hall of fame jackets. Like, you know, oh, you're, uh, you know, he, he's a pretty strict grader. So if he gets a seal of approval from, from Brian, we're, it's probably a stamp that that dude's in. Yes, uh, I'm definitely a small hall guy, so I might have some problem with players that they already think are locks here. So mm-hmm. let's actually start there with their list of Hall of Fame locks. Who are current players that are a lock? Like, they're done. They retired today. They're already a Hall of Fame NFL player. And it starts with Aaron Donald, and I think, yeah. Matt, uh, it's a pretty good chance that both of us agree with that assessment. Yep, and I'm defining lock as... I don't want to mean to sound morbid, but if he gets hit by a bus today, <laughs> let's just keep it nicer. He just re- decides to retire and he, he, go off in the sunset on his horse. If he never lock, plays yeah. another snap. Uh, to me, hit. a lock means you don't have to do anything else to be in the Hall of Fame, to become right, a Hall of Fame. Right. You are, your resume is Hall of Fame worthy already. Done, done. Done. Doesn't play another snap, doesn't do another thing in the football world. You're in. Aaron Donald epitomizes that. I think he's easily a top five defensive player of all time. Yes. When you have defensive player of the years and all the all pro, you're an all pro every year. You know that th- those are Hall of Fame type players. So yeah, um, you know he's got a ring. He's he's got he's checked off just about everything you need to. Even if you were, even if he didn't, even if he didn't, let's put it this way for Hall of Famers to be a lock too is is even if you didn't experience the era, because that's what's hard with past eras where maybe you didn't watch players. Mm-hmm. People who did were like, oh, this was the guy. 
when they were watching it. Right. Yeah. And that's how it's been for Aaron Donald. But then even if you put that aside and then you are just a historian 50 years in the future and you're going through and you're like, wow, look at Aaron Donald. Look how he dominated. Look, he has this many all pros, this many pro bowls player of the year. Look at these sack totals for an interior defensive lineman. He was dominating this era versus his peers. Yep. And I often reference Michael Lombardi, uh, who does phenomenal work. He's been a GM in the league. He's been in the media now for a while. Does a great job. He has a book out, and he has another one coming out very soon where he even tears the Hall of Famers. Like, in his mind, and you'll probably back this up, the, the Hall of Fame is a little too watered down, and there's different levels of, you know, true Hall of Famers. You know, for example... I love Curtis Martin. He went to Pitt. Good for him. But I think he's a bottom tier Hall of Fame running back where Walter Payton isn't. You know, like these locks, these Aaron Donalds to me should be no brainer, top of the list. And while you were saying, you know, even if we didn't see their era, you and I didn't watch Dick Butkus play at all. But he's a Hall of Famer. I know that. You know, I think 30 years down the road, they'll say the same thing about A.D. Right. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. And uh, I, I'm interested to see that book from Michael Lombardi, too, because I totally yeah. agree. There, there shouldn't be tears in the Hall of Fame because that's the point of the Hall of Fame is like, oh, my God, this guy's a Hall of Famer. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't need a discussion where it's like a split jury. It's a hung jury where you need right. to get to that just that one percent to get a guy in the hall. It's like you walk into the room. I was like, yep, he's a Hall of Famer. Cool. Good meeting. Let's go home. That's yeah, it shouldn't be a three day process or whatever. <laughs> right. um, and. So the next guy here on the list is Julio Jones. What do you think? Julio Jones. He's put up some amazing numbers in his, his career. Um, recently, though, so banged up and hasn't been able to put together the second half of his career like he has, you know, the first, what, seven years or so of his career. I think he's also a no-brainer. But he brings up an interesting conversation for the sake of our podcast today in that there are some players, I mean, Julio Jones isn't on a football team, so he's not active as we speak. He's not getting a paycheck. You know, he is not active. Nobody has hired him. You know, he is unemployed, whether he wants to be or not. And there's other dudes like that that are either recently retired or currently floating around out there unsigned. And I hope, you know, new people to the NFL don't just think of the last couple of years with Julio. I mean, Tennessee and some of these things, because I thought he had... Not a Moss or Rice dominant stretch, but really over the last 15 years, I think he is the strongest case of any receiver. And I thought he was the first or second best wide out, at least for a five-year stretch, if not more. I think Julio will probably get in. I have a hard time putting him that locky. You're you know, not stamping him. I'm getting that locked in right now. I okay. think there's going to be a little conversation there because of some of the numbers that are put up in the past and going forward. Cause like receiving numbers aren't going away. They're going to go up. Actually there's 17 games sure. a season now and there's guys, you know, the, the league is even more skewed toward throwing the football. So that'll be an interesting conversation when you, when you, when you start voting on Julio Jones five years after he retires and maybe he plays another season this year, maybe he plays a couple more seasons, who knows? Uh, and then you, now you're 10 years removed from his prime. Mm-hmm. What will it feel like then? And and I think that'll be a big question for Julio Jones. But man, he, he was he was one of the most dominant at his position during his era for sure. Yeah, I, I think I give that a little. Well, I'm not going to speak for you, but in terms of Hall of Fame stuff or all time great stuff, the, my number one criteria is how good were you against your contemporaries? And I always use this example because it's so extreme. 
that Babe Ruth hit more home runs than like half the teams in the league. You know, like right. that's just dominating your era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so change the maybe, game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just that, that's the perfect example to me. And I'm not saying Julio's Babe Ruth, but he was number one or two for a pretty long stretch. Travis Kelsey tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he feels like a lock sure. no matter what happens the rest of his career. Can quit today. I mean, maybe he's not the best tight end ever, but he's probably top three. You know, Gonzalez, Gronk, you could go old school with a Ditka or somebody like that. But, I mean, this guy is still dominant and is still racking them up, as is his quarterback. I See, I have a problem with saying that okay. Mahomes is a lock. He's a clearly, um, obviously, on a Hall of Fame track, but yeah, is he a Hall of Famer already? He doesn't play another down in the NFL. He says, "Oh, you know what? I've got some business interests. I want to. I want to go travel the world. Yeah. Uh, I want to do something else with my time." He is a lock Hall of Famer, four five years into his career. I mean, he could Andrew Luck it and just surprise us all one day and be like, "Yeah, this was fun. This was too easy. I'm going to go do something else and be a businessman or whatever." Um, I would not put him as a lock. But I would vote for him every time he came up. I think that you can't have a better five-year career than this guy has. I mean, on his bad years, he's like third runner-up for MVP and loses the AFC Championship game. So I think his start to his career is the best in history at the most important position. And I would always vote him yes. But a lock is a big word. Like, does it have to do a thing? You know? <laughs> exactly. So I would put Julio, I would put Patrick Mahomes in the likely Hall of Fame category, mm-hmm. not the lock category. In the last two sentences here, the last two lines in this write-up, and again, you can find it at 33rdteam.com, uh, a trailblazer, yes, absolutely. No discussion needed, they say, about him being a lock. And like, no, that's there. There's a little discussion today. Will he? I mean, he'll get there because he's not going to retire tomorrow. And hopefully, knock on wood, nothing crazy happens health wise for Patrick Mahomes, and he can continue because I want to see where his career goes. And you know, mm-hmm. he's very likely to get in the Hall of Fame. Is he a lock now? No. There would be a lot of discussion in that room. Like he hey, could, he I, could he's still awesome. get voted in now, but I'm not. Right. I'm not saying he's a lock. Yeah, no discussion needed is where you lose me on Mahomes as a lock. Quite a few lock players here, according to 33rd team. Let's get into the rest of those and some of the likely Hall of Famers that are on a Hall of Fame track and what they need to get into. Canton, next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on your first bet and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose on that first bet. You'll get that $200 in bonus bets by just betting 20 bucks with your first bet at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from money lines to over-unders to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. Uh, tons of ways to bet Major League Baseball. Build your own parlays. Of course, there's baseball every day, almost all summer long. It's the soundtrack to summer. I love just putting on a baseball game, letting it play in the background, even put on some music aside just to kind of hang out throughout summer. I mean, I love how baseball is just every day. You can always find a baseball game on no matter what coast you're living on, too. But, of course, you can still bet on NFL football as well, future uh, champions of the of the league. You can bet on Rookies of the year. You can bet on specific statistics and weekly lines are already up and over-unders for your favorite team. No better place to bet on anything. Major League Baseball included at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Just sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 in bonus bets 
That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, let's continue with some of the locks here, according to 33rd team. Mm -hmm. There are current players that are already locked into Canton, Ohio. By the way, have you been to the Hall of Fame? I assume you have since you live in such close proximity and you worked in Cleveland for a time. I I should mention this because this was very, very cool. I mean, first of all, it's less than two hours from where I'm sitting right now. So as a kid, my uncle took me once, my dad took me once, you know, like – I would be up there a couple times and before I was 20, two or three times and loved it. But what's super cool is when I was a director of football ops at Akron, there is a rule that you can host, you know, uh, recruiting events X amount of miles from your campus. Well, the Hall of Fame fit the parameters. They were in that circle. So our Saturday night um, visit weekend that you can pay for, we always had it at the Hall of Fame where it was just the kids, their parents, and our coaching staff. And I would kind of roam those hallowed halls like nights at the museum. You know, it's just like 20 of us in this building. And <laughs> I, we did it every Saturday for like eight weeks in a row. It was super cool. Oh, wow. That yeah. is really cool. That is yeah, really yeah. cool. Because more than that anything, it's a museum, right? And that's right, awesome. right. Yeah, I feel like Robin Williams should be talking to you or whatever, you know. And you know, that's Johnny one of the things about Hall of Fames is like Barry Bonds is probably not going to get into the major league baseball hall of fame anytime soon, but there's bond stuff in the hall of fame in the museum. Yeah. 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 Like, he's not erased from history necessarily. So that's the other thing with some of these, uh, you know, borderline hall of famers. I think I'm a small hall guy, but like when someone does something special, there's a baseball in the baseball hall of fame. There's a mm-hmm. signed football. There's a Jersey from this thing that happened, even though this is not a hall of fame player. Yeah. There's a clip of Odell's catch or something, you know, things like right. that. You know, yes. Just, yeah. Exactly. Dallas Cowboys guard Zach Martin, a lock for the Hall of Fame, man. Again, lock is a really strong word. I think he's absolutely in. Um, I just don't know that he's John Hanna, Steve Hutchinson, all-time great. But I think he is a, almost a definition of a Hall of Fame guard. He's tremendous. I think he'll probably get in and it's easier yeah. with, with players who are a little bit later in their career. And he's, you know, been great for m- multiple decades. He was an all decade of the 2010s team member, you mm-hmm. know, and they're already, you know, yeah, deep into, into the 20s. Now. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's a bunch of all pros. So, you know, and the longer you play, the more likely it is for Zach Martin to get in. So um, especially for I, a guard, you know, I think that was more likely than, than Julio, even though statistically it's hard to, and in a lot of ways, I think for offensive linemen, not having statistics makes it easier. One thing I worry about, total side note, is I hope four or five years from now, and hey, we reference Pro Football Focus all the time, but I hope the presenters aren't like, he had an 82 grade and, you know, like, I don't look at that stuff as gospel, you know what I mean? Yeah, the voters are not young, like in 40 years maybe, but the current voters are not old enough. I'm sure PFF grades don't come up at all in those conversations. Right. I, I hope they don't carry a ton of weight even 40 years from now, though. Right. You know no, I, I, mean? I don't. You know what I mean? It's, it's more of a counting stat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, museum than a, than a what were you graded at museum? Because that's mm-hmm. just feel. And, you know, and he's just been the best guard in the league for a long time. So that's the feel th- thing that's going to get you in probably. I don't know what the negative column is on the Zach Martin discussion. It's hard. Yeah, it, yeah, it gets yeah. pretty hard. It, it's, you know, you have to just kind of fall apart and people forget how good you were if you don't mm-hmm. play great at the end of your career, which is what hurts Julio. I think this guy's similar. I mean, he's a Vaughn last Miller. year player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I know he was hurt last year, but did really good things with the Rams. 
was an impact player even with the Bills. I, I don't see a lot of negatives to keep him out. It's hard because I and I don't have all the stats up in front of me. Just based mm-hmm. on feel, I think he's more likely than guaranteed. Uh, I want to see where his sack numbers and other things match up historically. Um, but he, he seems like a guy that's going to get in. So I, yeah, 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 he's pretty close to a lock, and his career's near the end. So there's it's not like there's a lot more needed to go on his resume for what he's going to you know turn into the hall and say, what do you think? Can I get in? Yeah, two Super Bowl rings helps a lot too. Aaron Rodgers has a ring, MVPs. He feels pretty darn easy to say he's a lock. Yeah, move on. Forget about it. Easy one. I mean, that's almost Brady-esque, you know. Justin Kicker, the best at his position maybe ever. He seems like he should be a lock. Is it that? Can you put a – can a kicker be a lock? I've talked about this before, and my thoughts have not changed, and it's kind of two sides of the coin in that, with all respect to Jerry Rice – I think the gap between the best kicker, Tucker, and whoever number two is, is greater at this position than any in football. The only side of the coin that hurts Tucker is because the format of the the hall, you have to keep somebody out to put him in. Like if it comes out to Zach Martin or Justin Tucker, I have a hard time putting Tucker in. But I've never seen a kicker that's more of a weapon, that's won more games, Trust me, as a Steeler Raven, you know, watching all those things, you knew as soon as the Ravens got past midfield, the game was over. I mean, I think he's a lock, but it might take more time than it should. It's unbelievable. Only Jan Stenerud. I didn't think I was going to mention Jan Stenerud. <laughs> Jan Stenerud and Morton Anderson, only place kickers that are currently enshrined in Canton. Yeah, and they even say here he's going to follow Adam Vinatieri. I'm sorry, Vinatieri fans. Tucker's ten times the kicker Vinatieri is. Vinatieri yeah. lasted like my whole lifetime. I think I don't think he first. should be go. He might still get in first. I don't know if he's going to follow Vinatieri, in, right. but we'll see. We'll see if Vinatieri gets in, but that'll help Justin Tucker get in for sure. Yep. Uh, last two on the locks list: current players, um, both uh, have been multiple time Pro Bowlers and All Pros, and were thought of at the best of their positions during their careers. It's Bobby Wagner and Trent Williams. And I, I don't, I almost don't like jumping ahead with some current players. I'm like, I'd like to see a couple more years of, of these two guys, but um, clearly they're, they're towards the end of their careers. I think they've both pondered publicly retirement in the last 12 months or so. Bobby Wagner and Trent Williams. I, I, it feels pretty good that those guys are going to get it. Yeah. Stamp. Boom. They're in. Um, it also helps. Unlike maybe a Russell Wilson, you know, and he doesn't even have the longevity these guys do that both these guys were very, very good players in 2022 and might be again this year. So I absolutely think both are in without much hesitation. I agree. Uh, they feel stronger than some of the names ahead of them, to be honest with you, on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go through some of the likely Hall of Famers that they have here. Again, these are likely Hall of Famers, according to 33rd Team. I'm going to list all of them. Then, Matt, we're going to come back and kind of pick apart a couple that we decide that we think are shouldn't even be considered likely Hall of Famers or some that have maybe not much to go or a lot to go, in our opinions, to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, that starts with Titans running back Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs and Dolphins, uh, Philadelphia Eagles offensive tackle Lane Johnson, We've got Cam Jordan of the Saints, Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother of the Philadelphia Eagles, Quentin Nelson of the Colts, Jason Peters, offensive tackle, currently not on any team, but uh, played so well for so long for the Philadelphia Eagles, Russell Wilson of the Broncos, Devontae Adams, Joel Batonio is on this list. Um, 
Fletcher Cox, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Wow. Ugh, yeah. Did not expect to see his name on this list. David <laughs> Ramsey, uh, Matt Ryan, who I believe is retired and now heading into the broadcast booth. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford, Dominican Sue. Those are the list of likely Hall of Famers. Let's dive into that next. I do want to thank everybody once again for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So, Matt, of those players, I I think we're going to have a long conversation about running backs. So we got to talk Derrick Henry here. But just immediately, two names jump out. One, Lane Johnson. I'd probably put him closer to the Trent Williams lock category than the likely category that he needs to do really a whole bunch more to get in. Um, Maybe I'm overvaluing the offensive tackle position there, but uh, I I think he's been thought of as the best right tackle in the NFL for most of his career, like Trent Williams has uh, the left tackle. And maybe he's just a year or two behind Trent as far as age, but uh, I can't remember what year was Lane Johnson drafted, by the way. Uh, He came out. Trent Williams was 2010, I believe. I think Johnson's a little younger than that, but don't quote me on that. They're similar. Yeah, yeah. they're similar. Um, And then the other one is Daryl Patterson. There's no way his name is on a list like this. Like, I don't even know what the argument is. Right. I mean, I know he has the most kickoff return for touchdowns ever, but like, if Hester can't get in, I can't give it to Cordero Patterson. I mean, sorry. I have a hard enough time with the Tuckers of the world who I think are slam dunks. Uh, Um, In a word, really quick, sorry, uh, this might derail things. Hester, he's, he's, Everyone talks about him, how he has to be in. It's like, no. Have he, scores, he scored less NFL touchdowns. You talk about, oh, he's the greatest kick returner of all time. He scored less NFL touchdowns than guys like Jerry Rice did in one season. What are we <laughs> right. talking about? Yeah, right, right, no right. impact on the game as a whole. He was fun to watch, sure. Put some of his highlights on a reel. They can't. That, that's not a Hall of Famer to me because he returned a few kicks. Everyone was scared to death to punt to him. Okay, so they punted out of bounds and they lost five <laughs> yards of field right. position. You know what I mean? Like, all right. I mean, that's it's a big deal, but it's not. Boy, put him in. Um, I'm with you 100% on Lane Johnson. Just two notes. Very few right tackles in the NFL, but I think there will be more and more because they're, they're starting to become more and more interchangeable. Um, I think it helps him a lot that the Eagles have been so good for the last couple of years at the end of his mm-hmm. career, too. One little nugget, though, that I just think you can't ignore, and I'm not giving him a hard time, but he has been suspended, I think, for PEDs once or twice. You know, like, that's oh, that, that yeah. doesn't help yeah. a ton, you know? That'll hurt him with some voters for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Um, I, I look at someone like Cam Jordan, and it's like, man, really good career. He's like the poster boy yeah. for Hall of Very Good. Good job. Go in the Saints Ring of Honor or something, yeah. but you're not a Hall of Famer to me. Right. Maybe even retire his number, but not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Totally agree there. Uh, it's going to be tough for some offensive linemen. Jason Kelsey was really good for a long time. Quentin Nelson is like the the next version of what we talked about with Zach Martin. So if basically if Nelson's career continues as it started, he'll he'll kind of have to get in if Martin gets in. And if a player like Martin doesn't get in, then maybe a player like Quentin Nelson doesn't get in. I think this is too early for Nelson to even have him in this category. I mean, like on this list, he's behind – or he's next to Kelsey and Peters. I mean, Kelsey's in. I mean, Kelsey's a top three or four center ever and is now winning Super Bowls. I think Peters probably goes. Nelson's coming off a bad year. 
And I mean, it's not the Mahomes argument where I've had five unbelievable years in the league. I mean, you got to play 10 years as a guard. Nelson would right. not be in this category for me. It's yet. pretty early. I mean, yeah, you might as well put um, you might as well put Justin Jefferson's name on the list. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. He's sure, on, it's right. like, OK, crazy. He's like one of the best starts ever but you still got to do it at 10 more years maybe not at that level but you got to be really good for a long time to like it, it takes a while to get into the hall of fame and so at some yeah. point you, you got to slow down and be like okay let's wait and have let this guy have a career first before we talk about hall of fame and mm. putting his you know bronzing his face and, and giving him a gold jacket let's wait let's wait more than five years of his career yeah and i may even give jefferson a better chance i mean i think the start of his career is even better than nelson's I totally agree. And yeah, yeah. receiving numbers aren't slowing down at all. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting with Tyreek Hill and uh, Devontae Adams. And I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, so Devontae Adams is three years behind. Uh, behind Julio Jones. Mm, okay. I feel like Devontae Adams right now is just as good, if not better resume for the Hall of Fame than what Julio's was three years ago? Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. I'm not sure I 100% agree, but I I hadn't thought of it in that light. But that year they put in with the Raiders, you can't say, oh, he's just Aaron Rodgers Pippen. You know, I mean, that's right. not it at all. Um, I think his case is getting very, very strong. Um, mm-hmm. I also think Tyreek and Stefan Diggs are really strong too. I mean, I'm not sure I would stamp them, but – two more wide receiver one type seasons. I think all three of those guys probably go. Joel Batonio. Does his name belong on this list? Am I sleeping on Joel Batonio? Really good player. I mean, no, I I mean, I I can't go there. I mean, I'm not saying he has no chance, but I need four more years of going to the pro. I mean, not just going to the pro bowl being one of the best guards in the league. Like he's not Zach Martin. I think quarterbacks like Matt Ryan are a perfect example of Hall of Very Good players, mm-hmm. especially with how stacked the quarterback classes are going to be. I feel like he's on the outside, and I wouldn't put him in a likely category as good as his career was. I agree. I mean, one tremendous season with Shanahan, some rocky roads in between, really good year, retires number in Atlanta, Hall of, Fa- Hall of Very Good him versus Stafford to me is a conversation. I think both of them are on the outside looking in, but great careers. Russell Wilson as well. Russell and Stafford yeah. got rings and Matt Ryan did not. Right. However, we may have even had this conversation one year ago. Cause I was asked this often when he left Seattle is Wilson, a hall of famer now. And I will say one year ago, I thought if he doesn't play again. I think he probably gets in, but isn't a slam dunk, you know, 70% chance. How much should I hold one terrible year against him? But, you know, <laughs> but it to, didn't help his cause. He needs the rebound from that bad year. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you change teams, you got to prove you're still good on the other team. I think that's a, a pretty big one for Russell Wilson, especially since he doesn't quite have the resume of someone like Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't play again, sure. he, he's not there yet. Um, and and Matthew Stafford, Seattle super strong either. People asked us a lot, Matt, as as soon as Matt Stafford won his ring, did that stamp his, uh, you know, his, his hall of fame legacy? And I I wasn't so sure. And so I wasn't either. And again, I'm a small hall guy, so it it shouldn't take long to really 
it shouldn't take a long conversation to figure out if someone's in the Hall of Fame. And so a lot of these guys I would not put in the likely category. I would say they still need more work. I tend to agree. Stafford and Ryan, I really lumped together. And right when he won that Super Bowl probably was his peak in terms of his stock was the highest for his career. And I get that. But I don't think he has any chance to follow it up and be in the NFC Championship game this year or, you know, lead the league in passing. So probably won't do enough. Uh, Same with, so Jalen Ramsey's interesting because he was among or the best corner in the league for a time. I would love to see Jalen Ramsey and because of who he is and how he plays, I think he could absolutely do it as have almost like a Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson. Yeah. Yeah. His career where he plays at a high level and just plays inside plays safety, right? He's Mm -hmm. always starting to play some more nickel star role type stuff. I would love to see that. And that would really stamp him in the hall for me. Yeah, me too. And and maybe when he's 34, he's playing deep middle by himself and not putting his way in harm's way. You know, like you said, both Woodson's that type of deal. Yeah, I need to see more. I mean, uh, I think this is exactly where he belongs and the uh, potential Hall of Famers. So one I have a a problem with, and and, uh, I don't know if you do as well, is Derrick Henry. I don't think that he's a likely Hall of Famer because I just don't know how much more he can put on his resume. Um, he has to play multiple seasons and, and play at a high level. And we know what happens with running backs these days and how quickly it can mm-hmm. collapse after the age of 27, which is right the area that, that Derek Henry's hitting. Like this is the time when, when it ends for running backs. And a lot of running backs looked amazing up to age 27 and 28. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, there wasn't much in their 30s. Every Hall of Fame running back was awesome in their 30s. Every single one of them, right? Yeah. Except for, uh, I don't know who. Gail Sayers, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, Terrell Davis. You know, Gail, Gail, a couple of those guys were short-lived, yeah. but and not Terrell many. Terrell Davis started late. So he, he yeah, was true. doing more than Derrick Henry, I think, uh, at a certain point in his career in his 30s. So uh, that's it's going to take some time. And when you put rushing yards for Derrick Henry, even against guys when uh, in his era that overlapped, like Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore, he's coming up short right now. So he's got to play a while to still get there to me. So I do think this is a really interesting one and could maybe even be a whole podcast. And I know we've talked about it before, but he entered the league in 2016. And I would say no one since 2016 has a better Hall of Fame resume based on my Babe Ruth comparison. You know, what did you do compared to other running backs every year since 2016? And I think he's probably the best resume since Peterson. But as you mentioned or alluded to, Adrian Peterson's the fifth all-time leading rusher. Derrick Henry's the leading rusher amongst all active running backs, just ahead of Ezekiel Elliott, who's another conversation. But he's 42nd all-time. You know, Peterson's fifth. Henry's 42nd. I mean, he's behind Willis McGahee and Terry Allen and Amon Green. I mean, like, guys you wouldn't even consider, you know? So I can see both sides of it, I guess, is my, my logic on him. And you talked about how Quentin Nelson is way too early to put him in this conversation. He's mm-hmm. not far off age-wise to Derrick Henry. What Derrick Henry's 2016 right. draft? 2016 draft, right. And he's 28, I believe. And Quentin Nelson's 27, and I think he's 2018 mm-hmm. draft. So two years later in, in the draft, um, I think all pro votes, they're probably not far off. Has, has Derrick Henry made three all pros? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, Harder so, position to go. With running backs, it's like it feels like he's been in the league a long time, but he really hasn't. And so he needs some more counting stats for sure. Yeah. I think raising the bar at receiver and 
and quarterback from 10, 15 years ago is logical for statistics, but I think we have to lower it for running backs a little bit too. I mean, like, I don't know. As they put it here, they talk about a 2000 yard season. Is that like the, is that like, okay, this guy ran for 2000 yards. Not many have done that ever. You're a hall of fame guy now. Is that like you're a McGuire, McGuire Sosa home run? Right. Season? Yeah. You get six I mean? homers. You're a hall of fame dude. Yeah, I, I get it. Because, I mean, I, I think we stole this from Robert Mays' podcast a while back that someone asked them, will there ever be another Hall of Fame running back? Well, I don't think anyone's going to ever run for 12,000 yards again, like the top 15 or 16 on this list, let alone 18,000 yards like Emmett. But there should be another Hall of Fame running back someday. Well, that's what makes it difficult for right, Derek right. Henry in his era because Frank Gore did run for that many yards. He's third all time. Yeah. I'd rather and play so against Frank Gore than Derrick Henry, though. Oh, no doubt. Right. Yeah. But when you, <laughs> you start know? stacking up stats and Adrian Peterson's way ahead of Derrick Henry way ahead. and their careers overlapped. So you can't even like it's hard to even match him up against players in his era because those guys will be considered his era still when you look back five years after Derrick Henry's career. So uh, unless he, you know, unless he keeps going is what I'm saying. So he absolutely could get there. It's not like he's done. I'm not like saying he just retired or anything, but if he did just retire, I don't think it's I wouldn't say he's likely to get it uh, he, he needs to add to that resume quite a bit this could be a whole nother podcast too though but like i think christian mccaffrey is on the pace to get in if, if you're going to mention nelson mahomes is different but i mean guys that have been in the league five-ish years i think mccaffrey's been an unbelievably dominant player first pick in fantasy drafts year after year but i just pulled it up He's the 168th all-time leading rusher. <laughs> he, he's going to have to get in because of his receiving ability. Right. And his receiving ability is going to have to allow him to have a much longer career, too. Yeah. Russell Wilson has more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Isn't that mind-boggling? That's a heck of a stat right there. <laughs> I'm just looking at the list, yeah. Randall Cunningham's ahead of him. You know, like, Wow. That's a good, that's a, that's a, one of the players. I think it's a good segue to throw out the question to our listeners for tomorrow's mailbag. We're going to go live on Thursday morning with our, or Thursday morning, West coast time and uh, noon Eastern with our, our live mailbag here on Peacock and Williamson. Make sure you subscribe up, hit the notification bell on YouTube. So, you know, when we go live, Christian McCaffrey, does he deserve to be on one of these on this list? Uh, what players that weren't mentioned should be like, I think Patrick Peterson was a, was a good one that you brought yeah. up, Matt. I think Peterson's a lock. I think he was – I'm just going to say he was a, a 33rd team oversight because I think he's, he's in. Omission. Yeah. Were yeah, any players yeah. omitted? What do you guys think? And any other questions uh, around the NFL? If you're interested in what – if uh, if you're interested in, in how many hot dogs were rolled over the 4th of July weekend in the <laughs> Williamson household. Uh, Didn't take it on the boat was- with me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter, or drop a – question or comment on YouTube and Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.